0: Welcome to Buddha's podcast on this really bright but very cold morning uh, here in Australia. So we thought we'd share a lot of things today. We, you know we're fully immersed as we always say in soundless to sound frequency vibration. but every moment brings a different experience because we're oscillating at different frequencies and we've noticed within this physical form that we're embracing and embodying and to share these podcasts and other things that we do in, in existence. Um, depending on where we're at, the environment we're in, uh, the frequencies that we're jostling, because we're jostling many, many different vibrations within frequencies, uh, as to how our body responds. And we've noticed, and we're working with bees at the moment on a project that the bees itself have instigated. And, you know, if you've listened to some of our podcasts, you'd be very aware by now that we're very consciously connecting uh, as different elements within nature. And that's really our whole field of um, wonderment comes from being and immersing ourselves as streams of energy that navigates through nature itself and becomes it. As many of you also would do, even if you're not aware of it, when you really, really thrive and you're in a natural environment, your energy is constantly in harmony with the surroundings and it really can elevate your vibrations within your physical form. But working with these bees, it's been exciting. But it's been it's been interesting because when we look around us in the world today, and there's a big focus on on bees, um, because people are, are scared that they're um, you know dimin- diminishing in population. But nature's a funny thing when people get out of the way and stop interfering when they're not connected, truly, truly at a very deep level, connected to nature, because when, you, when a person is connected to nature, then the way you create your infrastructures, your cities, your um, communities, um, the dwellings that you live in, all those things that, you know, the environment itself, when you're really connecting with nature, the way you perceive life and the way you perceive your environment and how you construct your architecture and everything like that changes completely. Uh, just because the, the the infinite energetic patterns that you can see in nature are also part of the synergy that our own body in a human form um, and human form is very loose term because with us anyway because um, the human structure is changing just because a lot of people now are very aware. Um, consciousness but they're also aware of energy and how that can be changed as you shift your frequency and as we've said many times there's beautiful people out there sharing the wisdom and the wonderment also aware that whatever they say is constantly changing as they themselves grow and that's something that we're always aware of when we communicate because what we're saying has already become defunct in so many ways because everything's always constantly elevating itself but back to the bees so the bees are incredibly industrious, and there's so many different types of bees around the world, but here in Australia, in in our little community that we're navigating in, we're working on um, with the bees, and the bees are doing it. There was their, their um, <laughs> flow in creativity, and we'll only ever keep reminding you that we're very um, in sync in nature insofar as that nature is very conscious, you know. In the way we can liken it is that your heart is pumping without your brain telling it to. You know, you get this impulse to go to the toilet and there's people out there that physiologically will give you explanations. But what we're saying is your body is functioning naturally and unless something happens within a person and there's a hiccup in some way because the energies um, uh, come, come out of alignment in, in different ways. And it causes some sort of dis-easement within the body. But we're talking about someone who's in harmony within themselves so their body is full of well-being and and, uh, healthy vibrations. And on that note, all vibrations are healthy, okay? It's how we um, flow within those vibrations that causes a state of wellness or a state of um, dis-easement within the body. So with these bees... um, they're conscious in a way that your heart is pumping without you telling it, okay? Not just bees, plants. For those of you who talk to plants, you know, plants have a way of communicating back. It may not be in words, although some of you probably hear them in words, but it has a way of syncing with your energy when you're coming from a state of do no harm or ahimsa. And uh, it's a different relationships that, relationship that you create so these bees came to us in this in this energetic field, not necessarily in a physical form like what we're talking through, but in an energetic field, and connected with a de- a desire, and not in like a human has a desire to go and eat chocolate or go and uh, you know get a new job. Not that kind of desire. It's a it's a different flow, but we're using words to describe something that may not always contain um, the yeah, but yeah, we get it. You you've got it. Okay. So these bees came to us Uh, and then because we flow in this physical form and just not only this physical form but in many many streams and wanted to uh, collaborate (laughs) and cross-pollinate various different types of vegetation you know because in the field of um, science or plant science or horticultural botany you know you've got categorizations of plants you know you've got your indigenous plants you've got your native plants you've got your exotics and all the subspecies genesis and all the things that go with that but that's a human terminology when you take that element out and you just experience the energy of the plants it's a whole new world that opens up and it's really light and it really connects to the heart center specifically And you feel really light because for those of you who love the mind and the mental uh, mindset that wants to categorise everything, then if you can connect to the heart centre and let that be the loudest voice, how you connect then through your mindset will completely change how you categorise nature itself. And so those of you who studied or are studying horticulture or botany or um, plant science or any of those fields then you, know, you understand where we're coming from insofar as how the mind can take over and it becomes very locked in a, a rigid sense. And then, of course, you know, plants get renamed, botanists come and find a different family that this species belongs to, and so it goes on. But you take that out of the equation and you firstly connect to nature itself. The message within nature through soundness to sound frequency vibration is very, very much a harmonic resonance. So you, when your heart opens the harmony within that connects on a field of gamma frequency that opens up your vocal cords and espouses a very, very different language. Uh, and it's really exciting. It's interesting. It's the Budai Hub, uh, which we now launched, our website, will be sharing a lot of these things in um, what we do there. And uh, over time, it'll, it'll constantly shift and change and transform, and we're doing that within our Patreon community as well. But... Beyond those platforms, we're always sharing energetically regardless. You know, you don't need a website or anything like that to to connect with anything that we are or beyond that or expanding into that. You know, you simply uh, connect through the heart center and the energy constantly comes into playfulness with you. And that's the thing about nature. It's so playful. Bees, as much as they come across to uh, people as being very busy, they're really incredibly playful. And we've got this great video, it's just very short, seconds really, of a bee taking a tumble in a magnolia flower as it suckles on the nectar. And it's funny to watch because that's nature in itself. It's really incredibly playful. And we've loved to disperse our energy within the particles, within the flowers, within the roots, within the soil, and all those things because it's... Incredibly warm, it's in a warm, playful environment, and it's fun. And those of you, uh, you know, in your human form, you'll recognize often, way too often, that life can come about very in a serious manner. And if we just, if many of um, us took time out, not just because of the virus that's out there at the moment, but just in moment to moment, and a lot of you already are, definitely, but imagine integrating that into your everyday flow. You know, if you're in a work environment that's very, you know, in a four-walls environment, wouldn't it be wonderful to put it forward, um, you know, as a discussion to create more and more green environments, bringing nature into those work environments, not just a plant on the desk or a plant in the hallway or reception area, but actually start allowing nature to become the living energy within those buildings and then in that for those of you who are developing or designing or building there's a lot of that going on insofar as you're creating buildings that incorporates vegetation but there's so much more that can be done with that so something to think about something to you know get other people on board but not through force but through open shares because that's really how we change ourselves but also how we help transform our world but only as people are ready It's something that only when people awaken to that insight or that that experience that uh, that can really truly be a depth of change on a global scale. But we're in a time that people are more ready to open and receive uh, different understanding shares, uh, be the change of something in some small way that will only ever become a vastness in existence because there's no greater or small change, it's simply change itself. So one of the things that bees really show you and the ant ant kingdom does as well just the way they you know if you watch an ant pick up this huge crumb as it navigates its pathway (laughs) to find where its destination is it's amazing what um, the genetics of any animal knows how to uh, infuse more energy in because genetics for us and really in quantum physics genetics is just energy in motion so therefore there's no genetic uh, entity that cannot be transformed into something else. If it's a desire of that that being or that resonance or whatever you want to call it, it can. It's all possible. And as we always say, there's wonderful people out there sharing that understanding through a physiological terminology. You know, we don't use that so much with us because we're very much more in playfulness, so we don't tend to focus on that because there are other people who can do that much better than we can. But playfulness is our thing. It's something that we do in every part of our life. You know, we work in an environment, in a nursery sometimes. um, When we're not doing this and working in Budaiha, we work with others with plants. And it's a much more serious environment, which we sometimes feel that there's so much playfulness that can be embodied and shared because it's an opportunity for people who have nurseries to incorporate habitats because really that's where nature thrives. So plants in a pot will thrive... Um, in a different way than they will when you haven't allowed a natural wildlife habitat to be created within that nursery. And some nurseries have really got into that, not just because they're trying to sell plants, although they are, which is fair enough, but they're incorporating habitats within the nursery which really creates a different vibration. The symbiosis of the plants in the pot will connect with the plants that are now planted within that wildlife habitat and it will strengthen the core energetics of those plants in the pot. It's an interesting thing to ex- experience and experiment if, you, if you're if you in a position to be uh, have a voice within those nurseries. It's something that we, we constantly share, although it hasn't been taken on board. We're still going to keep sharing it. But it's not to change another person's environment. It's simply something that we share our own experience that we too are incorporating. We're working on a, a few different projects. We've done, um, well, we're working on a design called the Desert Sturt Pea Pod Series and that's in harmony with the flower called the Desert Sturt Pea, obviously. Um, but it's a really humble flower. It, it's, it, it thrives in arid climates, which is not always an easy climate to grow things in. And uh, it's such a tiny flower, but it has huge energy. It's an amazing flower, and uh, it has beautiful patterns in it. So it's an interesting design, which you'll probably see intermittently through our website if you check it out at the Budai Hub, which is still uh, going live at the moment as we speak. Um, and we're also working on this bee project, which is exciting. But most of all, there's a there's a project we've been working on in uh, the place called uh, the a township called Area Park, and uh, it's been a journey in itself. We started with um, a a a garden shed, and then we extended that a little bit to create a pavilion that has a bathroom, very, very basic, but it was the springboard of wanting to create a hub, really, where people could experience the habitat mixed in with the nursery environment, focusing for us definitely on indigenous plants but native plants. you know it's tricky these days because so many natives are being um, introduced through different cultivars so the energetics of those changes are changing their energetic stream and some cultivars aren't as hardy as their original plant that they've been cultivated from and so it's, and it's actually weakened the, the, the energy in some some areas of that um, creation so that's something to be uh, aware of and it can change because plants can fortify and strengthen themselves especially if you plant them out in uh, a native uh, in a habitat environment that has the ability which all plants do to create its own habitat but as a person it's really necessary to really become the observer because when you observe and become still and then connect through your elongated breath or those of you who do yoga and you know flow through your pranayama breath we would go deeper than that in pranayama and really connect through the hara and that happens through uh, the elongated breathing technique which is really um, really healthy for your physical form anyway but when you give yourself that opportunity and then come into the stillness which is presence itself those plants around you including the, the the fauna of that that environment and more of it will come into that environment will start to sing through sound vibrations to you and you'll connect differently and your eye your ajna, your mind's eye will connect through your two eyes and you'll start to see different things that you may not have noticed when you're in a rush or when you're just sort of um you know thinking overthinking things and trying to get it right which is no such thing in nature nature is pure symbiosis given the opportunity it will just thrive no matter what environment because it'll adapt And it teaches human beings to become less tight, you know, or uptight, and really just become adaptable to change, because nature is constantly shifting and changing, because it understands the dance of the elements. And this is where we used to talk about Ayurveda and quantum physics, because the two are one, Ayurveda being the science of life, quantum physics is also the science of infinity, and uh, it's interconnected, as is Siddha and and all those sciences itself, and nature embodies all those energetic streams. It it literally creates itself through the dance of the elements and the subtle vibrations that that it's that's how it self seeds and creates new seeds, you know. And it also understands the flow of energy. So, in this world, there's a there's an awareness that things become extinct, but really, where we're coming from, there's no such thing because it the the animals or plants that now are no longer in uh, a one type of world, they actually are living in another world. And this is where the multidimensional reality comes through. And this is where quantum physics and those that are teaching that in a particular way, people like Dr. Joseph Spencer, who's very much into science of it. But that's where those, because we, we are multidimensional um, beings, but we're also living in multi multidimensional reality. And once you recognise that and you're at ease with that, your worlds wake up, you know, are, 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 are always awake, but you seamlessly and effortlessly connect to those worlds, and you're just moving from one world to another, and then those worlds become one in a different way than if you're one of these people that likes to comp or feel feels that it's easier to connect and stay stable uh, by compartmentalizing things or categorizing things. For us, we're not. It's the most un or ill at ease sort of way of ex- experiencing things. However, it's valid for those who it's valid for. For us, for us, we, uh, it can only be one world in the multidimensional reality, and we literally effortlessly stream through all of that and connect on many, myri- many, many myriads of um, energetic streaming. So this project we're working on with the bees and as the bees um, is connecting through a specific type of blueberry, and the beautiful... Uh, Midian berry. And the midian berries are so, so tiny. So in, in the horticultural world, you know, there's a big thing about creating things. And also in food itself, you know, our food, the foods in this world have changed. And so you've got beautiful people out there, um, you know, restoring and nurturing the heirloom varieties so we don't lose the um, – and yet again, there's that fear of loss, which will not happen because there's so much energy out there that really understands how important it is to stop interfering and um, splicing um, just to make something a commercial viability. You know, our fruits have changed a lot. A lot of them don't taste the same, but they, and a lot of them have become tasteless. So we won't go too much into that, but these bees came to uh, this vibration and wanted to share uh, the, the effortless manifestation, how they themselves work in harmony, and they do work in harmony of each other, uh, to cross-pollinate you know and obviously we're not talking about something to breed out and breathe into something that's commercial vi- commercially viable this is not what we're talking about we're talking about two different types of berries but really in energetic energetic understanding um, they're very very interconnected so this midgen berry you can Google it if you want. It's very, very tiny. For us, it tastes like aniseed, But depending on how your taste buds are, it might taste like something else. You need a lot of them to fill up on. But they've got a very different type of taste, and very different to the sweetness of some of the blueberries. And we're not going to say what blueberry plant. We're going to um, do this with the bees, because uh, mainly because the bees didn't want us to at this stage, because they're still in isolation as they as they navigate their neural pathways. Because they're capable, right? You know, it's so funny that. Um, when we come across people who don't recognise that the, the um, flora and fauna are very conscious, but on different frequencies, you know, just like people. There's so many people in this world, but they're all we're all on different frequencies until we're not. And then as we tune in, tap into different elevations of those frequencies. And elevations doesn't mean greater or less than. It's simply a term to describe different frequencies. The gamma frequency we're talking about specifically, because that's where we oscillate at and go beyond... And this is where we communicate with the bees and other nature and uh, the natural world itself. It, it streams from the gamma frequency. And it's where uh, your brain can have constant orgasms. You know, it's constantly connecting at that aha moment, you know. And your brain can bring in more energy. And your brain can have a breath. So, you know, in this world, orgasms are very based on the muladhara until, you know, you've in, those of you who with gurus or teachers of any kind... And, or science teachers, gurus, that are sharing the, the brain orgasm and, and recognizing, you know, back in the day or even sometimes now, you've got the ancient teachers that, you know, really focused on bringing the energy more into the whole of the body rather than always waiting for that connection through connecting to another um, to have that um, gamma frequency experience, which, which is that wow moment and beyond, and that really is sort of nullifying it, even that one word, because it's so much more than that. But your, your brain can take a breath in just of that nature. You know, it can be really, <gasps> that it just does. But so many people still focus on that one epicentre of the muladhara when really every cell has that, that frequency of wow, you know, and bringing all that together, your whole body is constantly in an ecstatic state, you know, unless you're you're in an environment that, and you yourself are suppressing it, and that when you're in that state of wonderment, your whole your two eyes, not only just with your ajna, but your two eyes start to see more clearly and brightly. You know, and it doesn't mean you don't wear glasses or you wear glasses. It's nothing to do with that. It's how you awaken to seeing the world differently. It feels more vibrant. It feels lighter. It feels. You feel more in a, in a depth of resonance through the heart centre. It's just all these energetic streams that are coming into playfulness. And it is a really playful energy. It's fun. You know, sometimes we'll have a bee come and land on our um, nose or it'll land on our shoulder and just hang out with us, you know. And one of the things we'll, we'll say on that note, uh, obviously some of you are allergic to it. Okay, so we're not talking about you know, putting yourself at risk. Um, but... When you don't have a fear, when your energy isn't giving off fearful vibrations, then nature itself um, feels very at ease. So if you're, you've got a spider around you, you, the spider won't bite. It's only if it's fearful of being attacked or stomped on or, or you know, that it's going to be in harm, harm's way of some kind. And it's the same with bees. Bees won't sting unless they're, they're provoked. You know, it's like a, any animal, you know, it, it won't unless it's provoked. And we'll tell you an interesting story. So this body, uh, was quite some time ago, lived in a rainforest uh, uh, on its own. And we're saying on its own because the, the energy that was in it back then is different to what we are now and will be different again shortly because we're, 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 we're leaving and other um, frequencies are coming in. But back then, it, you know, in a rainforest, and it was in far north Queensland, there are so many spiders, snakes—you name it. We've got brown snakes there. We've got all different types of snakes, and uh, and all different types of smart spiders and bugs of myriads of different different vibrations. But the we'll, the the vehicle that was living in that, which is the same vehicle but different frequencies, as we said. So we'll refer to it as she or, he or, or her. She was walking through, just walking along this plateau within this um, um, rainforest and all of a sudden she looked down on the ground and this snake was just gliding on the surface of the ground just beside her. So she was walking towards the trees and it was going slithering along the ground, just keeping her company. (laughs) And for those, I don't know, Probably not a lot of you have had that opportunity, but for those of you who have had that opportunity to just be in nature, whether it's a bushland rainforest or that kind of environment, which is a natural environment, and you've been living in it, you know, often more, more likely this sort of thing happens in isolation, if you're living in isolation, um, just because your frequency naturally changes. You know, it just changes and very becomes very attuned to the vibrations within that habitat. And so this snake wasn't under threat. So it was just keeping... It was just... They were just heading in the same direction. But we have the remember, rem- memory of anything that's happened in this vehicle or a lot of things. And uh, we rem- she looked down and saw that this snake was keeping her company or just heading in the same direction. And she looked at it and said, oh, going my way. And, it, and it, it, in that moment, the eyes of the snake locked into the eyes of this body... And there was just this connection, you know. We're not recommending you all do this. It, you know, it's a very, very different atmosphere and energetic energetic stream that was occurring at this particular time in this person's, this body's life. And uh, the symbiosis, it was all about connecting um, in, in, at that era in Shiva. And uh, many, many things were happening with this vehicle with the understanding of vibration, soundness to sound frequency and presence itself. And the frequency that she was oscillating back then was just something in a different stratosphere. So, we please be aware we're not saying go out to a rainforest and, and find a snake and do this. It's something that ha- naturally occurred, and many things happened in, in in the state that she was in. You know, there was a cassowary, and in, in that time, cassowaries weren't really seen, and uh, you know these these animals that weren't really visible to a lot of the populace in that locality. Um, that were in more of a suburban environment, Uh, they hadn't seen or witnessed it and sadly um, we shouldn't say sadly but it was sad in the moment there were developers that were coming in and annihilating the rainforest at that particular time and it was that time that she ended up leaving that that sanctuary but she was in there on and off for a a period of six months and in that time many, many things were experienced energetically and it was where it enabled you know, as time went on for a change in, in gamma frequency that allowed all of what we are to come in and that understanding that your body is not a solid vehicle, it's uh, energy in motion, therefore every cell, every particle has different frequencies of vibration and understanding and when they come together they have a different ability to create through and and a different energetic way of um, being in the earth's stratosphere, which is constantly changing itself. So those of you who are interested in going deeper into that and you wanna you wanna have these kinds of experience, it's something you can't force, but it's something you can become open to. And it happens when you're not fearful. You know, letting go of the, the, the feeling of being either insane or sane, because it doesn't exist. You're totally in vibrational frequency and therefore it's so natural and nature itself has shared this wonderment for eons. It's just that people get caught up in stuff, you know. Um, even the cities, the way they've created them, even though there's an awareness the importance of nature to humanity's well-being, still developments are being created globally that aren't incorporating habitats within the environment, you know. High-rises are still going up, you know, which are really disconnecting from the earth centre. So if you're going to build something, choose only a certain level of height to go up unless you're bringing the earth itself um, into those environments where well, at this stage that hasn't been done to to the desire that nature itself is uh, vibrating at. We'll, we'll go into that a lot more in different podcasts, but back to the bees again, because this is where we started the podcast. So all of you who are interested in nature... Um, we highly recommend that you, first of all, go into your elongated breath and don't rush the experience. You know, sometimes we want to be there, and we are in essence, but sometimes that desire to know and become something else, and it happens in a nanosecond, but we get a bit heady. You know, we start thinking, overthinking things rather than just relaxing our body. In other words, every cell within your fiber optic nerve system becomes very calm. Presence itself, and it's in that moment, that nanosecond, that infinite moment in in your your physical form, that you you feel that you feel your whole solar plexus, which is your nabi area, you know, around your belly button, but the whole area that it also incorporates your heart center. You feel space. Now, space is a really important element that we very much focused on when we were working with people in Ayurveda. It's very much important in the, the quantum physics realm of existence and understanding. But you create because within that space is the cosmos. And in that, one, you definitely will connect with Ganesh. You know, it's not about Hinduism. It's not about deities. It's, it's just simply a beautiful resonance within the Om. And Ganesh is the Om. So. <laughs> but you know what? He'll help you to be playful. Do you need to connect with that? Well, no. It's not a need. It's simply what ha- it is. What happens, and sometimes in people who are espousing the virtues of quantum physics, you know, they won't say it out loud, but it's definitely occurring within their field of vibration when they're connecting, even if they're doing it through meditation, and they go into the space element of um, Om, you know, which is also known as organic matter, but Om, the vibration. is front and centre sitting in your solar plexus, (laughs) usually dancing, but sometimes just being the space itself. So, yeah, it's a nice experience. Notice the calm presence in the voice, the slowing of the tone. It's interesting. Anyway, have have fun with it. Be playful with it. There's no such thing as right and wrong. Move that aside. You don't get a gold star. It's not about performance about being and in being there's no sense no no productivity there's no performance as such there's no um you know you get a gold star or you get a job because you you you're this you know it's none of those things which is so nice for your nervous system to experience it's such a beautiful symbiosis of your your human form which we might say yet again has changed you know those of you who are really resonating with vibration the human form is now different to what it was even 20 years ago. It's constantly changing, not for everyone, but certainly for a lot of you, and some of you are already experiencing that understanding. And you'll notice with that, your crown center has now started to, yeah, you're feeling something around your crown center. And then soon you'll, yeah, you're focusing, yeah, you're experiencing something around your uh, spine, the upper neck, yep, yeah, the neck, the back of your head, down, shooting through the back of the spine, up through the, the pads of your base of your feet, yep, yeah, and then moving up through shins into your knees, up through your groin, your muladhara, and then sitting in your sacral, united as one. See, energy moves that quickly, but it also has its own flow within each and every one of you. So this brings us to a close of this particular podcast. We're always listening to you all, you know, so if there's something you want to share or something you would like to ask or something... You know, and we don't always respond through questioning. Sometimes it's something that you're pondering a thought. You know, you're pondering your own journey. You're pondering. There's so much out there, have you noticed, in YouTube. There's so much out there. Discernment's required. Just remember, some people have these amazing shares, but then other people come in and edit those shares of others. So feel your way, you know, on non-judgment, of course, because everyone is, you know, most people have the best of intentions that just have an epiphany of some kind or they've had an experience that they think maybe someone will benefit in some way, you know. And you'll find that, you know, you'll find yourself having a share with someone and, you know, some person may benefit. And But most of all, you've benefited, right, just by sharing. You put it out into the, the cosmos and it's out there and at some point someone will tap in and tune into it. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, there's another one that's had that experience. Because we feel better when we've we've come across someone who has had something similar to what we've experienced. You don't feel so alienated from the world at large. But rest assured, if you've ever had the experience where you feel alienated, isolated and alone, there's always someone in the universe that will be there right by your side, holding your hand and walking the path with you. So, namaste to you all. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen. Feel free to drop us a line. Um, someone did recently wanting to collaborate. We heard you. We're always open to that in a non-agenda manner. We're always open to collaborating with others. And uh, namaste to you all. Thank you again. Have a beautiful journey and we'll catch up with you shortly. Bye for now.